Welcome to the Word and Bible Study with Pastor Dan and the family. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everybody. Well, this is the day that the Lord has made. Are you guys going to rejoice with me? Yeah. God yeah. is good. We're right in the middle of the book of Revelations. Which this is, is amazing. Good. Yeah, it's like a glimpse into heaven, right, guys? Yeah. It's cool. It's telling us what the future is going to be like. There's a lot to catch. Make sure you listen this morning. <sighs> yeah, so crack your Bibles open and join in with us because we're starting in chapter number eight today. Awesome. You guys ready? We're ready. Yeah. Here we go. When the Lamb broke the seventh seal on the scroll, there was a silence throughout heaven for about an half an hour. I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and they were given seven trumpets. Then another angel with gold incense burner came and stood at the altar, and a great amount of incense was given to him to mix with the prayers of God's people as an offering on the gold altar before the throne. The smoke of the incense mixed with the prayers of God's holy people ascended up to God from the altar where the angel had poured them out. Then the angel filled the incense burner with fire from the altar and threw it down upon the earth, and thunder crashed and lightning flashed, and there was a terrible earthquake. Then the seven angels with the seven trumpets prepared to blow their mighty blast. The first angel blew his trumpet, and hail and fire mixed with blood was thrown down on the earth. That's pretty crazy, right guys? Oh yeah. Yeah, these are like the seals that are being broken and and then and this is like the tribulation and God's judgment being poured out on earth. Right. Yeah. So let's keep listening. One third of the earth was set on fire, and one third of the trees were burned, and all the green grass was burned. Then the second angel blew his trumpet, and a great mountain of fire was thrown into the sea. One third of the water of the sea became blood. One third of all lived things living in the sea died, and one third of all the ships on the sea were destroyed. Then the third angel blew his trumpet, and a great star fell from the sky, burning like a torch. It fell on one third of the rivers and the springs and the water, and the name of the star was bitterness. Or what else Wormwood. was it called? Wormwood. That was where I got the name for my old band from yeah. this scripture. It made one third of the water bitter, and many people died from drinking the bitter water. Then the fourth angel blew his trumpet, and one third of the sun was struck, and one third of the moon, and one third of the stars, and they became dark, and one third of the day was dark, and also one third of the night. Then I looked and I heard a single eagle crying loudly as it flew through the air. Terror, terror, terror to all who belong to this world because of what will happen when the last three angels blow their trumpets. That's crazy, right guys? It is. It's going to be scary for the world who doesn't believe in Jesus in the end days, right? Right. That's why we want to win everyone to God. That's why we're teaching these Bible studies. Here we go, chapter number 9. Then the fifth angel blew his trumpet, and I saw a star that had fallen to earth from the sky. And he was given the key to the shaft and to the bottomless pit. 
When he opened it, smoke poured out as though from a huge furnace, and the sunlight and air turned dark from the smoke. Then locusts came from the smoke and descended on the earth, and they were given power to sting like scorpions. They were told not to harm the grass or plants or trees, but only the people who did not have the seal of God on their foreheads. They were told not to kill them, but to torture them for five months with pain, like the pain of scorpion sting. In those days, people will seek death, but will not find it. They will long to die, but death will flee from them. The locusts looked like horses prepared for battle. They had what looked like gold crowns on their head, and their faces were like human faces. They had hair like women's hair and teeth like the teeth of a lion. They wore armor made of iron, and their wings roared like an army of chariots rushing into battle. They had tails that stung like scorpions, and for five months they had the power to torment people. Their king is the angel from the bottomless pit. His name in Hebrew is Abaddon, and in Greek, Apollyon, the destroyer. The first terror is past, but look, two more terrors are coming. Then the sixth angel blew his trumpet, and I heard a voice speaking from the four horns of the gold altar that stands in the presence of God. And the voice said to the sixth angel who had held the trumpet, Release the four angels who are bound at the great Euphrates River. Then the four angels who had been prepared for this hour and day and month and year were turned loose to kill one-third of all the people on earth. I heard the size of their army, which was 200 million mounted troops. And in my vision, I saw the horse and the riders sitting on them. The riders wore armor that were fiery red and dark blue and yellow. The horses had heads like lions, and fire and smoke and burning sulfur bellowed from their mouths. One third of all the people on earth were killed by these plagues, these three plagues by the fire and the smoke and the burning sulfur that came from the mouth of the horses. Their power was in their mouth and in their tails, for their tails had heads like snakes with the power to injure people. But the people who did not die in these plagues still refused to repent from their evil deeds and turn to God. They continued to worship demons and idols made of gold, silver, bronze, stone, and wood. Idols that can neither see nor hear nor walk. And they did not repent of their murders and their witchcraft and their sexual immoralities and their thefts. That's the end, guys. Chapter number 10 kind of leaves off on a hot note, huh? <laughs> so here we go. We're going to keep going, guys. Chapter number 10. Then I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven, surrounded by a cloud with a rainbow covering his head. His face shone like the sun, and his feet were like pillars of fire. And in his hand was a small scroll that had been opened. He stood with his right foot on the sea and his left foot on the land. And he gave a great shout like the roar of a lion. And when he shouted, the seven thunders answered. When the seven thunders spoke, I was about to write, but I heard a voice from heaven saying, Keep secret 
what the seven thunders said, and do not write them down. Then the angel I saw standing on the sea and on the land raised his right hand towards heaven. He swore an oath in the name of the one who lives forever and ever, who created the heavens and everything in them, the earth and everything in it, and the sea and everything in it. He said, There will be no more delay. When the seventh angel blows his trumpet, God's mysterious plan will be fulfilled. It will happen just as he announced it to his servants and the prophets. Then the voice from heaven spoke to me again. Go and take the open scroll from the hand of the angel who is standing on the sea and on the land. So I went to the angel and told him to give me the small scroll. Yes, take it and eat it, he said. It will be as sweet as honey in your mouth, but it will turn sour in your stomach. So I took the small scroll from the hand of the angel and I ate it. It was sweet in my mouth, but when I swallowed it, it turned sour in my stomach. Then I was told, you must prophesy again about many peoples, nations, languages, and kings. So what do you guys think about that? Awesome. Awesome. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Yeah, he's telling us a lot of cool things. He ate the word of God, and it was like honey in his mouth. That sounds tasty. And was it like sour patches in his stomach? Maybe it was like the Sour Patch Kids. Yeah, they're sweet and sour. Yeah, good, good, good guess, Saul. Thank you. All right, let's move on to chapter number 11. Awesome. Then I was given a measuring stick, and I was told, Go and measure the temple of God in the altar, and count the number of worshipers. But do not measure the outer courtyard, for it has been turned over to the nations. They will trample the holy city for 42 months, and I will give power to my two witnesses, and they will be clothed with burlap and will prophesy during those 1,260 days. These two prophets are the two olive trees and the two lampstands that stand before the Lord of all the earth. If anyone tries to harm them, Fire flashes from their mouths and consumes their enemies. This is how anyone who tries to harm them must die. They have power to shut the sky so that no rain will fall for as long as they prophesy. And they have the power to turn the rivers and oceans into blood and to strike the earth with every kind of plague as often as they wish. When they complete their testimony, The beast that comes up from the bottomless pit will declare war against them, and he will conquer them and kill them, and their bodies will lie in the main street of Jerusalem, the city that is figuratively called Sodom and Egypt, the city where the Lord was crucified. For there, three and a half days, all peoples, tribes, languages, and nations will stare at their bodies. No one will be allowed to bury them. All the people who belong to the world will gloat over them and give presents to each other to celebrate the death of the two prophets who had tormented them. But after three and a half days, God breathed life into them and they stood up. Terror struck all who were staring at them. Then a loud voice from heaven called to the two prophets, Come up here. And they rose to heaven in a cloud as their enemies watched. At the same time, 
there was a terrible earthquake that destroyed a tenth of the city. 7,000 people died in the earthquake, and everyone else was terrified and gave glory to God of heaven. The second terror is past, but look, the third terror is quickly coming. Isn't this crazy, guys? Yeah. Yeah, he's talking about yeah. the future and some of the things that are happening in the spiritual realm. He's predicting what's going to happen. This is crazy. It's good for us to know, even if we don't fully understand it. But here we go. We'll keep going. Then the seventh angel blew his trumpet, and there were loud voices shouting in heaven. The world has now become the kingdom of the Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever. The twenty-four elders sitting on their thrones before God fell with their faces to the ground and worshipped him. And they said, We give thanks to you, Lord God, the Almighty, the one who is and who always was. For now you have assumed your great power and have begun to reign. The nations were filled with wrath. But now the time of your wrath has come. It is time to judge the dead and reward the saints and prophets, as well as your holy people, and all who fear your name from the least to the greatest. It is time to destroy all who have caused destruction on the earth. Then the heaven, the temple of God was opened and the ark of the covenant could be seen inside the temple. Lightning flashed, thunder crashed and roared, and there was an earthquake and a terrible hailstorm. That's the end of chapter 11. That's a cool chapter, huh? Yeah, nice. Yeah, a lot of natural disasters and the prophets. It's talking about this is the end time. Like when people, when Jesus gets ready to come back and the world is not doing the right thing, these are the judgments that are going to be poured out on them. But let's keep going into chapter number 12. Then I witnessed in heaven an event of great significance. I saw a woman clothed with the sun and the moon beneath her feet, and a crown of twelve stars on her head. She was pregnant, and she cried out because of her labor pains and the agony of giving birth. Then I witnessed in heaven another significant event. I saw a large red dragon with seven heads and ten horns, and seven crowns on his heads. His tail swiped away one-third of the stars in the sky, and he threw them to the earth. He stood in front of the woman as she was about to give birth, ready to devour her baby as soon as it was born. She gave birth to a son who was to rule all nations with an iron rod, and her child was snatched away from the dragon and was caught up to God and to his throne. And the woman fled into the wilderness where God had prepared a place to care for her for 1,260 days. Then there was a war in heaven, and Michael and his angels fought against the dragon and his angels, and the dragon lost the battle, and he and his angels were forced out of heaven. This great dragon, the ancient serpent called the devil or Satan, the one deceiving the whole world, was thrown down to the earth with all his angels. Then I heard a loud voice shouting across the heavens, It has come at last, salvation and power, and the kingdom of our God, and the authority of his Christ. For the accuser of our brothers and sisters has been thrown down to earth. The one who accuses them before God day and night 
and they have defeated him by the blood of the lamb and by their testimony and they did not love their life so much that they were afraid to die therefore rejoice O heavens and you who live in the heavens rejoice but terror will come on the earth and the sea for the devil has come down to you in great anger knowing that he has little time when the dragon realized that he had been thrown down to the earth he pursued the woman who had given birth to the man-child but she was given two wings like those of a great eagle so she could fly to the place prepared for her in the wilderness there she would be cared for and protected from the dragon for a times times and half a times then the dragon tried to drown the woman with a flood of water that flowed from his mouth but the earth helped her by opening its mouth and swallowing the river that gushed out of the mouth of the dragon and the dragon was angry at the woman and declared war against the rest of her children all who keep God's commandments and maintain their testimony for Jesus then the dragon took his stand on the shore beside the sea that's the end of chapter 12. What do you guys think of that? Oh, awesome. really good. You see how he's talking about... Everywhere. Yeah, but you see how it's not only... It's talking about Mary and having the baby and Satan trying to destroy Jesus before he was born, but he also talks about the flood at the end. So he's telling us... He's showing us the spiritual glimpses of what was going on in the spiritual realm right. while yeah. these events were taking place on earth. And history has a habit of repeating itself. So these are also prophecies that are going to take place in the future. A little bit different. Of uh, It won't look the same way, but you can see the, the example of that. Yeah. yeah, it's very powerful. So let's keep going. Verse number 13. Then I saw a beast rise up out of the sea. It had seven heads and ten horns with ten crowns on its horns. And written on each head were names that blasphemed God. This beast looked like a leopard, but it had the feet of a bear and the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave the beast his own power and throne and great authority. I saw that one of the heads of the beast seemed wounded beyond recovery, but the fatal wound was healed. And the whole world marveled at this miracle and gave allegiance to the beast. They worshiped the dragon for giving the beast such power. And they also worshiped the beast, who is as great as the beast, they exclaimed, who is able to fight against him. Then the beast was allowed to speak great blasphemies against God. And he was given authority to do whatever he wanted for 42 months. And he spoke terrible words of blasphemy against God, slandering his name and his dwelling that is, those who dwell in heaven. And the beast was allowed to wage war against God's holy people and to conquer them. And he was given authority to rule over every tribe and people and language and nation. And all the people who belong to this world worship the beast. They are the ones whose names were written in the book of life that belonged to the lamb who was slaughtered before the world was made. Everyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Anyone who is destined for prison will be taken to prison. Anyone destined to die by the sword will die by the sword. This means that God's holy people must endure persecution patiently and remain faithful. 
Then I saw another beast come up out of the earth. He had two horns like those of a lamb, and he spoke with the voice of a dragon. He exercised all the authority of the first beast, and he required all the earth and its people to worship the first beast, whose fatal wound had been healed. He did astonishing miracles, even making fire flash down to earth from the sky while everyone was watching. And with all the miracles he was allowed to perform on behalf of the first beast, he deceived all the people who belonged to this world. He ordered the people to make a great statue of the first beast, who was fatally wounded and then came back to life. He was then permitted to give life to this statue so that it could speak. Then the statue of the beast commanded that everyone refusing to worship it must die. He required everyone small to great, rich and poor, free and slave, to be given a mark on the right hand and on the forehead. And no one could buy or sell anything without that mark, which was either the name of the beast or the number representing his name. Wisdom is needed here. Let the one with understanding solve the meaning of the number of the beast. And it is the number of a man. His number is 666. What do you guys think of that? It very blatantly says. Yeah, yeah it's very You're good. You're going to have it? to take yeah. the yeah. name of But the you know, it, it says that there will be a, one beast that will rise up. Yeah. He'll be wounded, die, heal, come back. Another beast will rise up. He'll make everybody worship him. He'll make a statue. Everybody will worship the statue. Then people will have to take the mark. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody jumps at that mark way too quickly. Like there will be a leader a who rules over the entire world. That. There'll be two leaders yeah. Yeah. who rule over the earth before we're given the mark of the yeah. beast. So just little things to remember yeah. as we read through our Bible. All right. Last chapter, guys. Chapter number 14. Let's get into it. Then I saw the lamb standing on Mount Zion, and with him were 144,000 who had his name and his father's name written on their foreheads. So the lamb is Jesus, right guys? Yeah. Yeah, that's Jesus. I heard a sound from heaven like a roaring of mighty ocean waves or the rolling of loud thunder. It was like the sound of many harpists playing together. This great choir sang a wonderful new song in front of the throne of God and before the four living beings and their 24 elders. No one could learn this song except for the 144,000 who had been redeemed from the earth. They have kept themselves as pure as virgins, following the Lamb wherever He goes. They have been purchased from among the people of the earth as a special offering to God and to the Lamb. They have told no lies. They were without blame. And I saw another angel flying through the sky carrying the eternal good news to proclaim to the people who belong to the world, to every nation, tribe, language, and people. Fear God, he shouted. Give glory to him, for the time has come when he will sit as judge. Worship him who made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all the springs of water. Then another angel followed him through the sky, shouting, Babylon has fallen, that great city has fallen because she made all the nations of the world drink the wine of her passionate immorality. 
Then the third angel followed them, shouting, Anyone who worships the beast and his statue, or who accepts his mark on the forehead or on the hand, must drink the wine of God's anger. And it has been poured full strength into God's cup of wrath. And they will be tormented with fire and burning sulfur in the presence of the holy angels and the Lamb. The smoke of their torment will rise forever and ever, and they will have no relief day or night. For they have worshipped the beast and his statue, and they have accepted the mark of his name. This means that God's holy people must endure persecution patiently, obeying his commands and maintaining their faith in Jesus. And I heard a voice from heaven saying, Write this down. Blessed are those who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, they are blessed indeed, for they will rest from their hard work, for their good deeds follow them. Then I saw a white cloud, and seated on the cloud was someone like the Son of Man. Jesus riding on the clouds, guys. Isn't that cool? I can't wait till we can go to heaven with him. We can ride on the clouds with him. He had a gold crown on his head with a sharp sickle in his hand. Then another angel came from the temple and shouted to the one sitting on the cloud, Swing the sickle, for the time of the harvest has come. The crop on earth is ripe. So the one sitting on the cloud swung his sickle over the earth, and the whole earth was harvested. After that, another angel came from the temple in heaven, and he also had a sharp sickle. Then another angel, who had the power to destroy with fire, came from the altar. He shouted to the angel with the sharp sickle, Swing your sickle now to gather the clusters of grapes from the vines of the earth, for they are ripe for judgment. So the angel swung his sickle over the earth and loaded the grapes into the great winepress of God's wrath. The grapes were trampled in the winepress outside the city, and blood flowed from the winepress in a stream about 144 miles long and as high as a horse's bridle. That's the end of chapter 14, guys. We're going to stop there today. Nice. Yeah. It's nice ending where God comes mm-hmm. back and rescues his people from this earth. Yeah. yeah. So let's go to the Lord in prayer today. You ready? Yep. I hope everybody listening was ready to pray with us. Here we go, guys. Dear Lord Jesus, touch our hearts and minds, God. Allow your word to be a message to our spirit today, God, that we will be united with you, Lord, and we will be one with your spirit, God, and that we will spread your message on this earth before your judgment is poured out, God, so that we can save as many people and show them the light, Lord, that is in you, Jesus Christ. We worship you and thank you for everything you're doing, Lord. Bless everyone listening. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And until next time, may God bless you. Adios, amigos.